from 99.9 The Fan. This is The Drive with Tim Donnelly. Sponsored by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. And we need to play a little cons and cons. That, of course, being confidence and concerns. What are you confident in? What are you concerned about? Number one on both of those lists. Most confident and most concerned uh, when it comes to the four teams in the, the ACC right here in the state of North Carolina. Um, as always, we go in order of the podium from Monday. Uh, Wake Forest lost last night, really put a, a, a ruin on a long winning streak for the teams from North Carolina. Everybody was was on at least a two-game winning streak uh, before last night, but hey, we won't get into it. Uh, right now, we'll start with NC State. They were off the podium, as always, when it comes to, uh, hey, I got good news and bad news. Which do you want first? Hey, give me the bad news, right? You always take bad news first. Dennis, what are you concerned about when it comes to NC State? Guys still figuring out their roles. Mm-hmm. That's my big concern because MJ Rice still working his way back from his early season injury. Cam Woods being able now to play incorporated in the lineup for a few games now. I don't think he actually played in their in their most recent game. Uh, but nonetheless, still trying to figure out what's everyone's role. Because they have so many that's so much depth. What's everyone's role moving forward? Mine is the instability in the rotation. Um and for exactly what you said, uh, and and we, you know, I talked with Kevin Keats earlier this week, their their head coach, and I asked him about the rotation. And he was like, "We're getting there, right?" Well, you know, you're you're darn near 15 games into the season. You're you're into the the teeth of your ACC schedule now. Mm-hmm. You got to get there at some point, right? You and, do. And and that by the way, I'm not blaming Keats. It's tough when a guy like MJ Rice comes along you know, six, seven, eight, whatever games into the season. And then Cam Woods is deemed eligible seven, eight, nine games into the season, whatever it is. It's 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 tough to deal with that. Um, but that doesn't mean it's any less of a concern or even something like this. Um, O'Connell off the bench uh, early in the year was was more of just like, a, hey, I'm going to catch and try to knock these shots down. Now he's becoming almost the, the point guard of – the second unit, and he's and he's dishing out assists, and his his uh, assist to turnover ratio is through the roof. But that's a change in role, right? Change in rotation, whatever you want to call it. So just the the instability in the rotation. You kind of want by this point in the season, guys, to know where they fit in the big old puzzle piece, uh, or the, where their puzzle piece fits in the bigger puzzle. And and I'm not sure the the NC State players have that luxury right they're they're kind of figuring it out as they they go along each game which is not how you draw it up with that being said they're still undefeated in the acc and they have yeah. a chance for a massive game tonight so it's not like it's holding them back that's just where i'm concerned yeah and they still got a couple months to figure it out but you gotta figure it out pretty quickly uh nonetheless yeah it's one of those oxymorons it's, where it's, like, it's like hey you get two months so, hey, before you, you want to be peaking in late february but, but also if you could figure it out tomorrow that'd be really nice yeah. <laughs> it's That'd be good. It, it is, yeah, a little oxymoronish. Uh, what are you confident in with the Wolfpack? DJ Burns' ability to pass. Because we actually saw this, and then and Keats actually talked about this post game against Notre Dame, is that one of the reasons why they wanted to go into the low post to DJ Burns was because his passing ability, you can't double team and collapse down on him because he's going to find the open man. And with all those guards that we've talked about for NC State and a lot of guys that can shoot from the outside – it's, you can't easily just, oh, we're just going to collapse on the big man down low. You can't do that against DJ Burns. And I think that allows them to do a lot of stuff one-on-one with DJ. I'm going to spin zone my confidence. Okay. Are you ready? Yeah. My confidence is uh, the instability of the rotation. 
Okay. It's it's MJ Rice and Cam Woods still aren't back. Like they have a Kansas transfer top recruit MJ Rice who has another level or a couple, maybe three or four more levels to get to before he's, you know, unleashed fully. Cam Woods is another guy they weren't necessarily expecting back this year. They were hoping but weren't expecting due to the the two-time transfer rules. Uh, and as I said, they already are they are already uh, a double-digit game winner. They are already three and zero in the ACC. Like th- there's not many teams that at this point in time have obvious like oh th- th- this guy gets healthy, there's another level to reach. So it's almost like the optimism of you know they still have a couple you know fairy tale magic beans to see if they develop into a beanstalk. Uh, there's there's less known about this team. So like the, my my concern is. I guess the unknown could turn out to be a dud. My confidence is the unknown could turn out to be a jewel, right? It could be something awesome. Uh, so so my confidence and my concerns for the Wolfpack are the same darn thing. They Let's have get, a lot of depth. They, they have do. a lot and, of depth. And could guard. have more. And could have more. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Let's get to Duke. Duke was next up on the list. They were they were bronze this week. What are you concerned about? Kyle Filipowski getting into foul trouble. That's that that is going to be a standing concern of mine right now for for Duke because we have seen once he gets into foul trouble, their offense looks totally different because he's a seven footer that can legit stretch the floor. When you take him off, you don't get any three point production from from whomever steps into into that spot, whether it's Ryan Young off the bench. Or, or Mark Mitchell. Mark Mitchell's an in-the-post, attack-the-rim attack the kind of guy. Shooting from the outside isn't his strength. That's just, just what it is. So when you take those, his ability to stretch the floor, that's my big concern. Mine is similar, nuanced differently, worded differently. Okay. Uh, mine is the importance of Kyle Filipowski. Okay. Because if you look at the last two games, uh, I mean, foul trouble, which, which is kind of your, your deal there, uh, exposed it, but when he was in foul trouble against Notre Dame, yikes! When he was playing really well against Pitt, goodness, like how how like exactly. great did they look? Um, so I almost it's it's when I say the importance of Kyle Filipowski, obviously, inavailability would be you know foul trouble, injury, anything like that becomes the the big concern. But also, like it's a very very well identified head of the snake, which means every other team is going to try to blueprint away to take away that head of the snake, right? To metaphorically chop off the head of the snake and the body will die. Like, that's how you go for it. So, Filipowski, who already is a wooden award candidate, right? Who already is one of the best players in the country, already wears a target on his back, based on how important his play has been this year, is going to have a bigger bullseye, a bigger target on his back. And that's that's really tough for him to, uh, you know, have to overcome if he ever has an off night. The Drive with Tim Donnelly, 99.9 The Fan. We're doing cons and cons, deciding what we're confident and what we're concerned about when it comes to the ACC basketball teams in the state of North Carolina. We're on Duke right now. What are you confident in, Dennis? I'm confident in their backcourt. I really am because Tyrese Proctor, even though he's come back from injuries, he's coming off the bench, hasn't played well. He hasn't really scored at all darn near at all, yeah. And the – the way that Foster, McCain, and Roach have carried as the three guards, because it's those three guys are starting, two of them being freshmen and McCain and Foster, I really like the way their backcourt has actually been carrying them for much of the season. Now, they probably don't have 
the amount of players that NC State has that they can rotate through their backcourt, but their backcourt is really strong. Like those three guys are really, really good. And then when Proctor actually does get up to, to playing up to form, it's only going to be even more dangerous. Whoever the, the third person was on the broadcast, there was our guy West Durham, play-by-play. Mm-hmm. There was Bayheim being being full Bayheim, Frankie. Uh, and then whoever that third was, I, I, I didn't recognize him, but I also wasn't paying a ton of attention. Uh, to the to the broadcasters, but at one point he did say like, "This is my first Duke game of the year. I've been waiting all year to say it." Jeremy Roach is playing the best perimeter basketball for Duke this year, and it was it it was genuine in that like, it does feel like at some point you're just gonna have to acknowledge that McCain's probably a first round pick, uh, Proctor's probably a first round pick, Foster's really fun to watch, but Roach is playing the best basketball right now. Uh, and part of it's the veteranship and all those sorts of things. So I, I like where you're coming from. My confidence is. The business-like attitude they've taken on the last six games or whatever it's been, this little winning streak they've gone on, Mm -hmm. after starting their season, it felt like they were all over the place. Like they didn't have an edge. They were kind of lacking a killer instinct. They've they've found their identity in this kind of like open and shut, another day at the office. They're, They're not out there getting in fights, right? They're not out there throwing elbows. But there's still kind of a, a urgency of we want to do our job, we want to do it well, we want to get out of there, and that's something that can that can work, right? I, I was worried about kind of them getting pushed around a little bit, and you know they, their their business like attitude is something where they could they could stand up, right? Like listen here, buddy, like they they might not <laughs> they might not metaphorically use curse words, right? But they're, listen here, buddy, you're not going to push me around, pal. Like, if, if that's what they go with, that's what they go with. And it's kind of working for them right now. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done which is music to his ears. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Uh, let's jump to Wake Forest. Obviously, this podium was set prior to the loss to, to Florida State last night. Um, what are you concerned about when it comes to Wake Forest? Defense. Defense I, for me. I'm just going to let everybody know. I have one word in mind. My notes concern is defense. Defense. There's a... They have a great record so far this season, but they give up a lot of points. They do. They give up a lot of points. Every game is a shootout. Just It's just, hey, outshoot us every single game. Let's just look like I'm going to start it last night and work in reverse. Florida State scored 87. Miami scored 82. That was overtime. Boston College scored 78. Like, these are not low-scoring games. You're giving up high 70s and 80s relatively consistently once you get to conference play outside of Virginia Tech, who's had a really rough year. That's uh, that's not great. You need you need to be able to, and, and we've talked about it with other teams uh, that we cover, right? NC State against Notre Dame, Duke against Notre Dame. They were able to take games that were ugly and win them anyway. Wake Forest has this, you know, uh, what what's, what's a uh, – What's if, if a three is a trio? What is four? A quartet. Quartet. They have this. I was gonna say a quad, but I, I knew that wasn't right. Mm-hmm. Uh, they have this quartet of scores that are all kind of pretty good at filling it up. 
but there's going to be games where that quartet of scorers is not getting it done, and you have to find a way to win ugly. Right now, if they're not getting it done, if Hunter Salas or Hildreth or Carr, or any of these guys, Miller, if any of these guys aren't getting it done, you're, you're going to need your defense to step up, and I'm concerned if they have that ability. Their offense is really good. Don't get me wrong. But, you know, we'll use the, the you need to play 200-foot hockey. Right? Like, yeah. You need right? to play both sides of the ice. 94 need, feet. They need Rod Brindamore to go give him a speech. What are you confident in for Wake? I love their size with the four and five. Like Andrew Carr at four at 6'11", who can stretch the floor, and then Efton Reed, a seven-footer down in the post, who's extremely athletic as well. They're going to give a lot of teams some problems because not a lot of people can can have a number four, like a someone who can guard a 6'11 guy in Andrew Carr who can step outside. Mm-hmm. Like, not many teams have that length in college basketball. And I was actually thinking about with, right, like, with for example, with NC State, do you have someone that can step out and guard a 6'11 guy like that? Like, do you have that person? I don't know if they do. I think UNC does with Harrison Ingram, even though he's only 6'7", but I think he has the ability to do it. But, like, Reed and Carr down low. Now, here's the, here's the problem with yesterday and the loss of Florida State. They got into foul trouble mm-hmm. early. Those guys were on the bench a lot, which I think probably led to some of them some of the reasons why they weren't able to actually complete a comeback against Florida State, but their length down low is scary. Here's my my mandatory. How good do you think Andrew Carr would have been if he stayed at uh, an upstanding institution like the <laughs> University of Delaware <laughs> to finish out his career rather than transferring to Wake Forest? And, yes, that's my alma mater, and, yes, he started his career there, and, yes, he'd probably go down as one of the best players to ever play with the Blue Hens. Uh, instead, he's just, you know, a walking double-double thread in the ACC. Uh, My confidence for Wake Forest is the way Efton Reed has fit in. Uh, They have this quartet of offensive firepower, and Efton Reed, you know, becomes eligible, transfer from Gonzaga, had to go through the waiver process, wasn't eligible at the beginning of the year, is now. Um, He's found a way to be wildly impactful without always having to score the ball, which doesn't throw off the the impact or throw off the chemistry of those other four scores. He can rebound a ton. He can defend. He can be a general, uh, you know, uh, kind of persuasive presence on the interior. Don't come down here. This is my territory. So uh, I just like the way he's fit in. Uh, and then, of course, North Carolina, number seven in the country. Big game tonight at NC State. What are you concerned about? RJ Davis hasn't been 20-plus points over the last couple of games. What happens if he goes cold? You know what? I mean, this I, is I, like – Hold this on, is hold like, on, hold on, hold on. Yeah. I take pride that Dennis and I do not compare notes oh. when we do segments like this. We actually really don't. We Like, I, I, it's intentional. I think we might have to start comparing notes just to get a little variety in here. Okay. I have RJ Davis cooling off. That is that is yeah. what I have written in front of me. Now continue. Okay, but I, but I will say this, though. This might actually tip off my hand for my confidence. They can overcome it. Mm-hmm. But when he is the driving force of your offense in terms of your scoring, yeah, you don't want your leading scorer to go cold. I I just think sometimes they lean on him a little too much to be like the straw that stirs the drink. Yeah. And not saying they don't have talent elsewhere. They got a ton of talent elsewhere. They're University of North Carolina. But I, I hope for their sake that somebody like Elliot Cadeau uh, can – kind of, you know, that they get that that freaky mind meld backcourt thing where it's like, all right, RJ's cooling off. I'm going to be a little bit more aggressive. He can set me up now, right? He can drive and kick. 
uh, rather than me doing the driving and the kick. Like, they they, they need to play off each other. Um, because, yeah, he's – I mean, it would have been a tall ask for him to just continue on that eight-game pace he was on where he was averaging, like, 26 points against all ranked opponents. Uh, and that's nearly – Exactly true. I think it was five out of seven were, were mm-hmm. ranked opponents, and he, he was averaging 25.6 or something along those lines. Um, you know, if, if he cools off a bit, who's going to be the straw that stirs the drink? Uh, and lastly, we need our confidence for the University of North Carolina. Oh, it's their defense right now. Their defense is night and day compared to what it was, especially going into that UConn game. You look at the game against Clemson, for example. Clemson didn't score a point the last five-plus minutes of that game. Not even a free throw. Didn't he like nothing, zero, zilch. <laughs> like their defense, the way they're like all, especially off ball, the way they're able to close out Nil. on off ball screens and, and things like that, the way they're able to cut, get into passing lanes, their defense right now is just awesome. And defense is really, as honestly, the last couple of games has won it for them. Earlier today, my, well, this is my confidence, by the way. I, I gave Harrison Ingram the worst street ball nickname of all time, right? Street ball nicknames yeah. are like hot sauce, the professor, mm-hmm. uh, the main event, right? You remember Escalade. all that? Yeah, oh, Escalade, yeah. Spider, Helicopter, uh, Shane the Dribbling Machine. Like all of the – I gave him potpourri because he does a little bit of everything and you never know which, which way he's going to impact the game. I, I've come up with another one. Uh, my confidence is Harrison Ingram, the amorphous blob. <laughs> what? Because he, he's amorphous. He shapes into anything. He's a big guy. He's a perimeter player. He's a shooter. He's a, a shot blocker. He's, he, he's, he's a leader. He's a follower. He does a little bit of everything. I want to see that on a T-shirt. Harrison Ingram, the amorphous Just blob. amorphous blob. I want to see that on a T-shirt. As a compliment. As 100% a compliment. Mm-hmm. None of these are... Uh, Oh, I'm with you. I just want to see it on a T-shirt. Harrison Ingram, the box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get. There's okay. there's a lot of different ways we can go with this. Uh, the grab bag. I'm trying to think of something else. Uh, my point is Harrison Ingram's versatility allows them to ask him to do a bunch of different things, and he can be successful with it, which I'm, I'm confident in. It's nice to have that guy, that kind of, uh, you know, utility tool. This is the story of the one. As a maintenance engineer, he hears things differently. To the untrained ear, everything on his shop floor might sound fine, but he can hear gears grinding or a belt slipping. So he steps in to fix the problem at hand before it gets out of hand. And he knows Granger's got the right product he needs to get the job done, which is music to his ears. Call, click Granger.com, or just stop by. Granger, for the ones who get it done.